This is the Women with Vision podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. Hey there, superwomen. I am so excited today to have this conversation. This beautiful woman, fourth generation business owner, uh, she's always been an entrepreneur, she's a veteran. She's done so many different things. She's a self-published author. She does business and grant writing workshops, just amazing. And when I started looking into her, what she does, you know, we have a lot of parallels, a lot of things in common, but I'm so impressed. She got her doctorate in international business. And I'll tell you all about this later because it's not about me. But this was literally when I saw international business, I was like, oh, my God, that's what I went to college for. And I had this whole dream around just what that means in international business. She got a doctorate and I didn't even think about doctorate level. But <laughs> Dr. Tanya Blackman, how are you? Oh, I am awesome. It's been an awesome uh, day already. And I know it's going to be an awesome afternoon. And um, Tam, thank you so much for having me on here today. I'm so excited to have this conversation. So let's just start with fourth generation business owner. My parents were business owners. Um, I don't think their parents were, but we, that's all I ever really saw. It's all I ever really wanted to do, even though I went to corporate America. So you being fourth generation a business owner, is that what just made you know that, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what we do. And I'm really used to this. Is that really uh, what your, your journey was? Uh, definitely it was um, every since I think as long as I can remember maybe about five or six years old no matter who I was around in my family um, all the different children would get the same conversation from each adult uh, we were expected to go to college and finish and we were expected to start a business um, even if we got a full-time job we still you know we were still told to start a business so really it's in my blood why do you think that was? I mean, it's great. It's great advice. But why do you think that was so prevalent in your family? I think it's because I'm from South Carolina. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the whole, you know, there's there was a struggle. You know, there's always mm -hmm. been a struggle to actually um, put food on the table and pay the bills and what have you. Mm -hmm. So even though my great grandmother and grandmother both worked, uh, and so did my um, great grandfather and grandfather, all of them worked. Um, they always had a side business because lots of times, you know, in the, especially my great grandparents, they were farmers. So their work was seasonal. So I think that's what it is. And they instilled that into their children and on and on and on. And actually, I do it with my children also. Yeah, I think it's great because, you know, it puts you in control of your destiny. Uh, it's really if you're going to work hard anyway, you can put that hard work to your own business and to your own livelihood, I think is very smart. I, I am like this the same way. You know, my parents, I don't even remember them saying entrepreneurship or business ownership, but somehow I, I gathered, my dad said, um, you just need to be good in sales. You just need oh. to be good in sales. That was what his whole thing was get good in sales and you can survive. It's the most important thing you can know. Uh, it's the best skill that you can have and you can always survive as you can sell. He was like, even in a great depression, if you can sell, you're going to make it. You know, so that I think that was like, well, shoot, if I want to sell something, I might as well sell my own thing. So that, that was kind of where that came from for me. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 
So you leaped into business after that. Um, and you now do grant writing. So what were you thinking when you decided on doctorate of international business or just business, international business in, in, in general? Well, I, I'm, a, I'm a nerd and, and I'm happy to be a nerd. I I'm a nerd think that's too, a great girl. thing. Yes, I am too. <laughs> so I've read books um, that have taken me around the world ever since I guess I was about maybe 13, 12 years old and um, just had so many different experiences through books. And um, one of the things that my mom always did is we always went on vacations. Now, she, we never went abroad with her, but we would go to different states. So my mind has always wondered what, how it is in other countries and how different things look. And um, in, one of my, in one of my readings, I, I learned that it, in certain parts of Africa, it only takes about $100 for a female to start a business. Mm. And that's the real reason why I decided to get that doctorate in that. That's the real reason. I wanted to be able to learn how to help women that live abroad um, start their businesses. That's the truth. Oh my goodness. Yes. You know what? This is kind of a sign for me. And I'm yesterday I was just having a conversation around because I'm trying to find a nonprofit organization that I can align with. And someone just told me, oh, I have one, and they help women from around the world start businesses. And I think they will be a really good nonprofit. And then you just mentioned it again. That's interesting. Yes. Wow. Yes. And did you start doing that? Oh, definitely. I'm in the process now of working um, with someone that lives in Nigeria. And I also have a contact with someone that lives in um, a, a different part of Africa, uh, in the Gambia, actually. And we're, 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 we're developing a plan and we're, we're forming teams and we're doing whatever we need to do to make sure that it will be a successful business. Definitely. That's great. You know, um, I would love to talk to you more about that. There was another woman who I reached out to. She's great. She lives in uh, Zambia, I believe. And she started a nonprofit called She Works or something like that. And she wow. basically does the same thing, trying to help women start businesses, but she's helping them to start like a gardening business. But I think those are like, it's very, that's what's there to do. And it's easy for them to do. It's inexpensive for them to do. And she's teaching them how to do that. She went to college for, um, for farming and Great. she's a very smart girl. Great. That's interesting because that is, well, she's in the right vein of um, helping the people in that area because what I learned was that um, culturally and the products, the national products in different countries are all different. So yeah. we do have to make sure that we do a study and make sure that we're really giving the people in different areas exactly what they need and what they want at a particular time. Definitely. Yes. Um, I will say that the, my Nigerian contact um, is a baker. So she, we're helping her get started with her bakery. So that's interesting. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. You know, I met this one woman in one of my podcasts. She's, um, she helps entrepreneurs in the food industry to, uh, she has this whole thing around how to do a food industry business from home. Wow. With that's all interesting. Of the, with all of the regulations and everything that you need to be able to do it you know, from home and not, you know, not be out of line. Uh, she has all of it. It's really interesting. I'll have to find that and see if it, if it translates for international, an international audience. 
Yes, because there is a need. And, you know, even though we live in America, it does take more money for us to start our business here sometimes. Yeah. But um, in different par- in different parts of the world, it, you know, it's, it's not that it's not expensive at all. It's what we would probably use for lunch or a pair of shoes or what have you. Yeah. Like a hundred dollars or less. So. And that was another driving force. I wanted to be like a person that went in there with not only the tools, but also with the resources, the the financial banking also. Yes. That's important to me. That's so, that's so amazing. Um, You know what really, really inspired me to become um, an entrepreneur now that we're talking? It was immigrants. Oh, wow. Yes. That's really, I have had so many experiences with immigrants and um, and their drive and how they think and how they start a business and become very, very successful. And I tell you, it goes back to when I went to China and watching them hustle. Wow. Yeah. And that's where the international studies, international business, the mindset around that. And then even still that kind of, I think that kind of drives me personally. Yeah, they're they're known as really hard, hard workers, focused. Yeah, you know that's re- culturally definitely yes. Isn't that something? Well, I yes. love this. So now, what do you mostly focus on in your business? Well, um, right now my focus is on, um, of course, helping women abroad start businesses, but I also help women here in the United States do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I love working with new starts. So anybody that wants to start a nonprofit or a for-profit, that's yeah. what we really, really, that's our main focus. And um, our secondary focus is helping them get in place to apply for the grant fundings. Mm-hmm. Um as you probably already know, there's like trillions, I think it was $500 trillion that the U.S. government set aside for um, government contracts. Mm -hmm. And um, unfortunately, a lot of that money is often untapped. So, but there's a process. So we take our clients through the process from the beginning to actually applying for the application, getting the funds, and then helping them manage the funds, and then doing the cycle all over again, if that's what they choose. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, really, really excited that's about really, that. Really, really good. Really good. And I know we can, um, because I know we can, that's really needed and people just need to know. They need to know who can help them. They can, they, and they have so many great ideas, but they just need to know who is able to help. That's, I agree with you on that. We're really good at helping people get their dreams and their desires out of their heads and out of their hearts and actually on paper you know, actually having that whole vision written out because, um, and I know you've heard the, the heard it before where it says, uh, write the vision and make it plain. And really that's the secret to actually putting in for the grants. It has so to true. be written out. It has to be written out. Wow. This is so very good, Tanya. Um, so what is your, has been your biggest hurdle that you've had to overcome? Uh, initially, it was uh, gaining the confidence to even go ahead and get started in business. Um, I had to say, okay, um, well, I'm going to be honest about this also. I had to give up some pretty high paying jobs also. Mm-hmm. You know, I had, I realized that um, because there's a, there's a, there's a dilemma between the two because either you're going to go in, because I've worked corporate America also. So either you're going to work corporate and get that big salary or are you going to um, have your own business? So I had to have the confidence to say, okay, I can do this and I can definitely do this. So that's one of the biggest hurdles, getting the confidence to start my business. And um, I had to learn that it's okay to fail and to make mistakes. 
Yeah, that's so true. It's like the difference between good and great. You know, like you can have a good job, good paying job. And, uh, and the, the, you know, and it's not like it's easy to have a good paying job. You have, there's some concessions, but uh, in order for you to have the great lifestyle, the great vision that you want to accomplish or accomplish the thing you were put on this earth to do, you have to give up that good thing for the great thing that you are envisioning in your mind. And I agree with you on that. That's, that's definite. That's definitely what I did. And now um, it's not a cliche for me. I'm really living the life of my dreams. I don't need an alarm clock to wake me up because every day I want to get up. Yeah. You know, and I want to serve that. my clients. <laughs> yes. You know, we're able to make our own schedules and, um, and I meet so many awesome people almost every day, almost every day. That is so <laughs> good. That is so good. I know that you, you know, you were going through some ups and downs in your life, like divorce, you said frustration, addiction. Tell me about that. Okay. Well, your journey. Okay. Well, um, another reason why I had to make some changes is because uh, my husband and I um, were just going through some awful trials at, at one point in our marriage. And uh, he made it a, made a, you know, and, and he's okay with me saying this. He, he said, well, you know, once the oldest son turns 18, I'm not giving you anything else. And then um, I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I had just quit a job. I was making like $44 an hour. I just moved to a whole different state. And I was concerned about healthcare, concerned about how I was going to eat, how I was going to take care of myself. And then I said, you know what? Um, I need to do what I have to do in order to make it through this. So I went from like a red account one day and then um the next by that afternoon that I had earned my first two hundred and fifty dollars and it was about sales so your 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 dad was right wow. it's about sales and then um and really just being frustrated with everything that was going on around me because um when it comes down to like I mean I've had some really awesome jobs and some really good jobs but they weren't fulfilling and um and lots of times when you make a lot more money, they want you to spend more time in that job. So right, you could work 60 to 80 hours a week just working for one employee. And so I didn't, I, at that particular time, I didn't get a chance to really start over. So out of that um, divorce, out of the frustration, and um, and my addiction was really to just helping others. Um, I had to learn that I mattered. Mm. And I had to learn that it was okay, really, to go ahead and start my own business like, mm -hmm. full time. And to really take the chance. And then um, I had to learn to charge people also. <laughs> you know, that is such a big deal for people. It's like, yes. um, and sometimes if you come, you know, I can hold, I could go on and on and on about that topic. But, you know, you are supposed to make money if you're in business. I'll say, yes, that. you're supposed to make yes. money. And it's okay to make money. And uh, you should expect for people to pay you for your expertise and your service. So yeah, it does take a minute sometimes though for that. Yeah, it took me some time, but I'm here today and I charge now. <laughs> and uh, my husband and I are, are better because of the circumstances we went through. And my husband jumped on board real quick. You know, he watched me make quite a bit of money in one day. He was like, wait a minute, she's really onto something. Maybe I need to jump on board and help mm -hmm, her. <laughs> mm -hmm. That is right. Mm -hmm. So what do you think uh, inspires you every day? Um, well, I have like a, a daily thing that I do every day. I, I, uh, I'm addicted to YouTube. So I'll go in there Thank and I you. may, <laughs> I 
I'll write, I'll type in like uh, inspiring speeches by women or inspiring women or inspiring quotes. And I listen to that. So that gives me inspiration every day. And um, really my checklist, I, my checklist inspires me every day. I look at that checklist and I said, okay, um, when I finish this grant, I know that my client is going to be happy. Or when that client receives the money, they're going to be jumping for joy. You know, I can hear them on the phone. I can see them through the Zoom, Zoom calls. So that's really what inspires me, just helping others and the smile I often see and the excitement mm. I hear in their voices. Yeah, that's yes. great. That is so good. Uh, what advice would you give to a business who was like, they have a great idea. They really want to get going. They want to get started. Cause I know you work with a lot of startups. Uh, what would you say would be the first thing they should do? I, I, one of the first things that I would tell a new business owner or a new person that wants to start a business um, in the near future, like within the next week or so, is to start where you are. Start exactly where you are. Stop dreaming about it and actually start. I mean, it could be a simple thing as how to start a business in Nevada. If, if you live in the state of Nevada, you could actually do your paperwork on your own if you'd like to, you know. Um, and there's so many different re free resources out there. But the thing to do is just do it. Just start now. Do not wait. And as far as grant funding, um, you, you know, gr uh, the government gives funds for you to start businesses even abroad through USAID. So a lot of people are thinking that they have to have this great business in order to get grants and it has to be in, you have to everything, um, be in business for some time, but that's not the truth at all. You really just have to apply. And truth be told, you don't have, don't even have to be a business owner to get a grant. There are wow. grants that are that are for individuals also. So start where you are. Just start where you are. I love it. Uh, so let, let's break down start where you are because sometimes people, and I've said this many times, but sometimes the words that we say it makes so much sense, but for someone who's brand new, this that that just doesn't. It's not clear, right? It's not clear. What does that mean? Start where you are. What would you say some examples of start where you are? You gave some great ones, but what do you, let, let's say I have this idea that I'm going to, I don't know, I'm going to do some really traditional, you know, start, you know, house cleaning. I know how to do that. I'm going to start a, a organizing business and I'm starting where I am. Okay. I'm standing here. Now, what do I do? Awesome. Well, <laughs> here's a tip, a, a tip before I even answer that question is that there's so many janitorial contracts available at the uh, local, state and um, federal levels, number one. So a janitorial business is a great grant business, <laughs> you know, grant based business. Number mm -hmm. one is an awesome business um, to start. So what I would do is if I would I would actually go to Google, go to the Google school and I would just type in how to start a business, the, the janitorial business in whatever state you're living in. I that's, love that. Just as simple do. as that. Yes. Yes. Just Google it. Just okay. Google it. Man. And then here's another tip. One other tip. Whatever state you live in, go to the state website and sign up for the particular grants that's coming down the board every day. That's a free thing that you can do even as an individual. And I'm willing to bet you, you're going to see some, some janitorial contracts in there. Isn't and all you have something? to do is put in a quote. Just put it is just, quote. Yes, just put the quote in. And as long as you can read and write, you can do it. Of course, you have to, you know, do the service or, or share the product, a good product. But Right. Very, very good. I love that. So it's, all, it's definitely doable. Anyone can do it. You don't have to be uh, anyone special to no. actually just start where you are. 
That's right. I agree. Yes, that anybody that. can do it. So just whatever idea. There's so many different, I mean, I talk to people every day with so many unique ideas. Some of the things that people are doing are really awesome and they're thinking really outside of the box. So just, you know, if, if you think there's a need for it, test the market. And, you know, I said it early, it's okay to fail, make mistakes, and then you get right on back up and try something different. That's right. That's right. What else would you like to, to, to share with my audience that you think that is really important for them to know um, before we find out how to find you? Because I know there's going to be some people who are going to listen to this and they're going to go, oh, my gosh, she is the woman of my dreams. <laughs> I've been looking for her all my life. <laughs> but before that, tell us some more things that you're like, you know, I just got to tell you this. Well, yeah, and I try to tell everybody that I talk to this, at least initially the first time, um, whether you're going to be a client or not, as I tell you to actually get your vision on paper, plan it out. Um, there, SBA has wonderful resources available if you need a business plan. It's free. SBA, you just Google it, SBA free business plan tools. It will come up. There's a course, a free course is available. Take the time to really think about the entire aspect of your business, how you're gonna get clients, how you're gonna deliver the products, who's gonna perform the services. Even if you end up just doing a one-page business plan, that would be okay. But definitely, definitely complete that business plan prior to starting. Very, very good. Well, Dr. Blackman, this has been such a pleasure talking to you. Where can my audience find you? I think the easiest place to find me is on my website. Um, I'm at www drtanyab.com and that's dr d-r-t-o-n-y-a-b.com excellent thank you so much and i am looking forward to doing so much with you my mind was just spinning around and around as we were talking so i cannot wait to do some more collaborating with you likewise thank you so much for having me